Welcome back there. This is Astrology Conversations with Ricardo Zivar and the one and only... Well, there's probably a lot of Courtney Millers, actually. <laughs> well, not the one and only you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> only one with this birth time. Boom. And location. Miss Willow's Bloom. Boom. All right, so today we are going to be talking about Mars in Gemini, and this is really big because it's going to be there for so long, basically the rest of this year and into next year. It's like March 28th, I believe, March 30th, I think it's like the first day. It's March 25th. It will find in 2023. It will finally move into Cancer. So we are getting a heavy dose of Mars in Gemini, which obviously means it's retrograding, moving backwards in order to stay here for this long. I, I, you know, Mars retrogrades. They usually can have a bad rep, but but definitely we need to understand that Mars right now, as we're speaking, is in Gemini and is slowing down gradually. It's going to reach into what's called shadow period, September third. There's going to be that half square between Virgo and Sag when it gets opposed. That's where we're coming coming into shadow, where it's basically going to remain there till practically Halloween, October thirtieth, where we're going to have a Mars retrograde at 25 degrees of gemini so we're going to be dropping like what basically you can expect some tips and tricks to understand here and what mars retrograde will affect for you personally so awesome so it has been in gemini since august 21st so you've already kind of been feeling this energy i am a gemini so wow have i been feeling Mm -hmm. i was listing off all of the kind of almost ADD qualities that I've been having lately in terms of my interests. And that's because I have Gemini in my ninth house. And um, yeah, I think many of us will start to notice a lot of overstimulation and kind of maybe changing a lot of directions, like wanting to go over here and then wanting to go over there, maybe completing this and then just losing interest and then hopping over there. And so I think... um, I think that the retrograde might actually be nice because we're going mm-hmm. to be almost like, I don't know, Bugs Bunny or like the Roadrunner or something Beep. that's really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know my cartoons, but that really fast thing, I think it'll give us a chance to slow down and kind of reassess and look back over all of our kind mm-hmm. of ADD symptoms of like going over a million new topics and a million new interests and what we really want to kind of ground into. So I think we can utilize that as medicine. First, a little contextual things. So Mars is our masculine warrior inside of us, and he's going retrograde. The Mars is always about our action, our identity, when we're jumping into a project, how we're using our energy, and what really projects we're taking on. And when it's in the sign of Gemini, you know, which is actually pretty great, we're in one of the more faster mercurial signs. And it's all about language, speech, communication, mental processes. And, and obviously, uh, you know, Corgani can take it away from there from being a Gemini. But I just know, definitely know that when Mars comes into Gemini, we're getting a little bit more of like the way, like, you know, doing sales, poetry, communication, networking. is Debating. Defi- debating. Yeah, definitely looking at both sides of a story is something we can really look at. Now... It's funny because I want to drop into this little story. Is Mars actually is going retrograde where it began in the year was on the galactic center point in Sag, June, January 1st. So it is doing a full, at least 180, and then is going retrograde. Interesting. To re, yeah. And so one thing I want to bring up to everyone is we got to look at this journey of Mars because I think Mars retrogrades are a big deal. Venus retrogrades, all retrogrades are a big deal, but Mars has a particular thing being a malefic planet. Because I believe Mars actually scrapes clean karma. Like, it's the only planet that when it passes through eclipse points, it actually is like, 
refresh that energy. It's almost kind of like, how do you put it, like chopped and burned the old crops and like restarted again kind of thing. But I would say that doesn't necessarily imply that it's like a feel-good experience because it's malefic. (laughs) I do think it might kind of burn the karma away with fire and that might feel a little bit more intense. And given that the sun does tend to represent like the hero and the archetype, but it never goes retrograde. So I almost feel like Mars, since it does go retrograde, can represent like the hero's journey in astrology. Cause like you said, it's our action and our drive forward. Right. Very similar to the sun, but a little bit of a different kind of um modus up upper end. Am I saying that right? Um I think you got it. But the fact that it's going retrograde, I feel like is kind of giving us the full visual or the full circle of a hero's journey where you kind of have the low points and the points of self-discovery and realization, kind of understanding your past and like what that has kind of made you up into being. Um, and then kind of drawing on your resources and solidifying and, and um, using that to move forward. So I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I think it's really, really beautiful to tie in the fact that it's made kind of already this hero's journey to go exactly opposite the um, galactic center and so it could be really beneficial to maybe look at 25 degrees of gemini to see where that is in your chart to maybe see where it's stationing it's sitting there it's trying to teach you something or it's kind of pausing to reflect about some area of your life there i really want people to understand where retrogrades are now the energy of receiving and it's funny because mars is usually a planet of engaging and moving forward and when it comes into gemini it's definitely a bubbly communicative like operative place now the one thing when it goes retrograde i really look at this as your opportunity to get an upgrade in this zone before it would just passes through if mars was just going to blatantly pass through gemini there'd be another story but we've had all the personal planets go retrograde in the last two years between a venus retrograde in gemini mercury went retrograde here and now we're having a mars retrograde it's recalibrating how we take about action and some of the biggest nuggets i'm thinking for myself is it's where god is asking you to take station and maybe upgrade this place in your chart wherever that might be especially the house that this might sit in and i can tell you this is uh mars went retrograde in aries two years ago this was my fifth house as a sag eighth house for my personal chart and I love that Mars retrograde because what it did is it actually like went way deeper and revitalized for the fifth house for me. What am I passionate about? What do I really identify with? What am I engaging with? And so here's the thing. Some strategies is Mars and Gemini is definitely being most versatile, communicative, operative, like knowing how to work with people and knowing how to like catch the flow. We just want to help that nothing's good or bad, but you want to have more of the bigger picture to bring this back. So you're not having an over analysis paralysis because I have known people with born with Mars retrograde in Gemini. And there's a lot of, should I say this? Should I do this? And like, Mars is going to slow down and move into an internal energy. And how can we actually alchemize that for our best, um, the best outcome that we're looking for? Because those that aren't really prepped or aware, we're going to move into Scorpio season, where there's ruled by Mars. And when it goes retrograde in this November, it's really effective. Like, what work are you trying to get done? Because it's not going to be a time to start something, that's for sure. Okay, so just to kind of recap dates a little bit and then maybe move back to what it means direct since that's what we're experiencing now. Um, First of all, the retrograde dates, I know that we mentioned this, but just to 
really hit it home are October 30th to January 12th. So just as Ricky was saying, kind of as we're entering into Halloween season and the beginning of the new year, this is not really the time to be starting a lot of new projects. You mm-hmm. might feel like you lose momentum and it's maybe more of a time to start consolidating because at this current moment, Mars and Gemini is about testing, dabbling, getting out there, getting your senses, like interacting with all these different things and picking up a lot of new interests. And that may need to be consolidated during that period of time, which is quite a long period of time. It's over two months. Um, And I think that's there for a reason, right? It's like we need to really hone in on what matters and where we're going to put our energy because Mars is our engine. And so we can't just kind of have a small engine and a semi truck. Like we really (laughs) got to, we really got to figure out like, okay, this is how much weight we can manage. This is how much energy we can manage. We have to kind of figure out. Yeah. Basically how we're going to move forward. I would say that we've had a new moon in Virgo that was square this Mars. And I'll be honest, there's like like some chaotic squirrely energy that can happen for some people, especially when it's a square with Mars. And then when you get Virgo and Gemini that are very intellectual mercurial based, you don't want to be expending a lot of energy into things that aren't hitting the big picture. We do want to keep a a little bit of the Jupiterian energy because then we can get like lost in the weeds, so to speak. And that's one thing that I'm trying to have effectivity to, to bring with this is like, Mars retrograde is slowing down. Not the good. We're going to also be in retrograde city. We're going to be in like seven retrogrades, I think. Every outer planet's retrograde. And then you're going to have Mars retrograde. And I believe on the course, the we might have another Mercury retrograde in the time being of that for sure. My point is that there's not new things coming forward. This is about finishing and completing things that we've started. But just like Courtney's saying, consolidation is key. While Mars is direct before shadow period might be your last week. This is your last week, basically, of Mars before it goes into shadow of starting or pushing forward most things. But as most of the retrogrades would entail, this is actually consolidating on what needs to be effectively done and how you can actually get through the maze more effectively. So this is really insightful to know because when Mars goes retrograde, this is getting a whole upgrade. I like to joke that your iOS software is getting a full upgrade and how you even use it is going to be changing and different, especially with Mars and Gemini. And another thing, this is just a nugget, we're having apparently a Mars return during the retrograde at the same kind of time that we've been having a Pluto return for America. Mm. So we're getting like a Pluto and a secret little Mars return too. So it's like, how are we taking action on anything and everything that could be underlying something there for people? But yeah, yeah. that might be a whole other video, but (laughs) that's very interesting. If you're curious, explore that. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit now. So we do have Mars direct again from now till October 30th, and it will be direct again from January 12th of next year to um, March 25th until it changes signs. So it will be direct in Gemini. So what do we expect during these periods of time? I know we kind of jump straight into the retrograde. That's usually because you know, a Mars being a planet of action and a personal planet, you can really feel when it goes retrograde. You feel when your energy becomes sluggish, when you're more tired, yep. when you're more uncertain. Um, and so you, you really, really notice it and people tend to almost fear it. But we also need to kind of talk about it when it's when it's moving quickly or when it's moving direct. So let's first of all talk about the fact um, that Gemini is 
a masculine sign. It's a mutable sign. Um, it's an air sign. So we can expect definitely like a lot of ideas and communication as we've already kind of addressed. A lot of adaptability and versatility. But Mars also can be a little bit stubborn. So there may be this interesting blend of being both stubborn yet versatile. Like, you know, kind of willing to fight for what you think is right in a debate, but also you're open-minded to being proven wrong in some ways. I just think on that, it was like, I think a lot of people might be changing their mind or fighting for their opinions and just maybe reevaluating their opinions too. Because Mars, Mars retrograde, if it's Mars and Gemini, I believe in this, I'm going to speak this up and I'm going to hold this down. When it's retrograde, it's like, hmm, let me like reconsider that a little bit or something. Like, let's go back and pick up more data potentially, especially with this retrograde. Yeah. Yeah, So it can be really helpful to see which house that falls in where you may be reconsidering some things or maybe kind of going back to the drawing board a little bit and looking over the information um, to get a bigger perspective. Um, We also can get maybe a little bit more arguments and gossip, kind of like the negative side of communication, essentially. Lower vibration. Yeah. So that is, I mean, Mars tends to, it is the malefic, so it does tend to bring out um, some level of like agitation and frustration and sometimes like overstimulation to the point of anxiety. You know, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I'm a Gemini. So I already tend to be a little bit like hyperactive with my interest. Um, the squirrel mind is like very much me. I'm like here and then I'm there. And then I, like I like open my phone and I go to do something. I get distracted by it. I forgot what I was doing in the first place. And I already like bought something on Amazon and like go down this rabbit hole on YouTube. And so you can probably tell by me talking that it's like a lot of energy. Hmm. So also managing, managing the energy, managing our mind, managing our anxiety, I think is going to be key during this time really making sure that we're grounding ourselves because we can take action on a lot of ideas which is really beautiful but we also need to make sure that we're kind of coming back into our body this north node is in taurus you know we want to make this all tangible and real at the same time no totally um the deposit you know, we're going to have the South Node in Scorpio for this. So that that's the deposit dispositor of of <laughs> Mars. So we've really been leaning with this North Node in with Venus, you know, and a lot of these aspects we'll, we'll be talking about in a different video. So it's definitely not to be like, I think, overexerting or coming from a place of scarcity or doom or something like that. You know, Mars is, is actually needing to get really rechecked and it will be in the Scorpio season two. That's where the South Node lies for Mars. So, you know, there's just a reconfigurating, almost a washing away, maybe how we've done actions with this Mars in Gemini. And so this is kind of clearing it up. If not used effectively, what Courtney's saying can definitely be so in circumstance. So we don't want you to like, I would definitely say I'm advising away from a Mars retrograde to getting caught in the over analysis, paralysis, squirrely, potential negative gossip or whatever the hell that can turn out to be. Well, I'm talking about it direct too. True. true, true so mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I think it can be useful to utilize this kind of like frenetic energy when it is direct like collect all of the information and then when it goes retrograde start to kind of draw it in right yeah sorry go ahead no actually thank you no thank you for that just to like pivot that because that's exactly kind of what i'm trying to say is because people that may or may understand astrology or prep for these circumstances you know can fall victim into like Oh my gosh, am I do what am I doing is effective? Am I getting lost in the weeds? Because I want to remind the axis of it began in the 
because Mars and Sag, the opposite where it began, is having probably started the year in this very big picture us aspect. But we definitely need the Gemini energy. I can totally contest. I need Gemini energy. We're like we actually know how to navigate to reach that big dream. Practically, it's very funny how it's going all the way opposite and retrograding to make sure are we doing the details, taking action on the micro to get to the effective dream. And are we doing that effectively? We might need a full upgrade in that. And so it's actually, I'm looking at this as a very beneficial retrograde because it's going to give us a full upgrade into this area if we can allow ourselves to receive that Martian energy. But the soldier's got to leave its post potentially. You might need to like, I always joke that Venus retrograde, the men are there for the women. And when Mars is retrograde, the men, the women are there for the men sometimes because usually the masculine principle is like a little bit deflated to some extent. Yeah. Yeah, I, I that gave me a really good visual when you're talking about Mars being a Sag and now being directly opposite in Gemini. It's like um, kind of when you were when it's in Sag, drawing the outline, like everything that you want it to look like, and then when Mars moves into Gemini, you finally get all the crayons and you can start coloring in all the details and the colors, and you have, like have all these new things coming in that are the resources to fill in the de details of that picture. Um, and then the retrograde will be like, okay, girl, you only got like this much white space left. You know, you can't use all these colors in this little bit of white space. Like, let's get real mm -hmm. now. Um, and you kind of just pause and, and, and finish the artwork when you're ready. Um, I would argue <laughs> that you might actually get caught up overdrawing one little section of this mm -hmm. thing and you've forgotten the true heart of the whole picture. Mm -hmm. It's like I got caught up in this little frame of like puzzle pieces mm -hmm. and forgetting what the whole thing I'm big I'm trying to create. And I really think this Mars retrograde is going to help us recalibrate to what that looks like. Now, the truth is that, you know, some Mars retrograde stuff can be frustrating and like cannot want us to like things are not going to be moving forward like we think especially during that time, especially with all the other retrograde planets, Jupiter and Aries, the ruler of Mars is also retrograde. So there's like all these aspects that are kind of like, you're not really going to be getting as much momentum as you might think. It's much more effectivity on how you've produced momentum that I think mm -hmm. is going to be effective. And so that being said, I really think it's really going to help engage with your people skills a lot better, really re-engage on like what is stimulating and connective and actually not only just as fun, but it's building the micro to the big picture because you know my thing to this is that um mars hit every outer planet this year it went it started on the galactic center point and met up with pluto and met up with neptune it's with uranus in the north node at this point and now it's off in its own zone in gemini about to go retrograde so it's actually kind of bringing a full circle like and i'll be honest in my personal life I've upgraded my action to a level I've never done in my life. I've been more productive and more like actualizing and more like cutting the fat and moving forward. And, like I've operated my Mars energy more than I ever have. Here it is fully opposing me, gonna go retrograde. I think it's like this really finishing piece or like a really effective how to really play the game very differently. And there might be a lot of like overstimulating I am um, like too many details have to get like brought down. And I really think that's effective because then Mars and Gemini might have more effectivity and like what actually matters. Like, you know, like what is really, what am I jumping into that is really getting to where I want to go, giving me the results that I care for? Because I do know that Gemini wants the data, wants the data, wants the results that... 
yeah, that show up. There's for us. something extremely practical and intellectual about the Gemini energy. Um, you know, it's like, okay, let's let's get real about how to make this this thing happen. And this can be really great for skill acquisition as well. Like, okay, I can see the gap from where I am to where I want to be. What do I new need to do to kind of mend that gap? And maybe that is acquiring new skills or doing certain things, like maybe being a lot more productive. As I said, really managing energy over time. Like, you know, not necessarily how long something takes, but how much energy something takes, um, because you can kind of almost like bend time in that way. Those are things that can come up right now. Um, You might also notice that there's like a little bit more competition or edge or even just inspiration and drive and ambition in whatever area Mars is in your house, um, in the Gemini house. So you might feel like other people are pushing you to be your best. Maybe your friend's like, I'm going to go to the gym with you and I'm going to work out harder than you. And you guys like push each other to be better than where you were before. Um, Obviously, this is a little bit more in the mind, so maybe less physical, but still relevant if you think about kind of what you are doing in that area of your life. I think think to what you're saying, it's funny because less more physical and more mental process Mm -hmm. i can tell you from a sag like you know it's funny gemini actually gets me into the minutiae of things that do matter that i won't lie that i sometimes don't take precedence on in a way as much now i do because i get i really value and understand the contrasting element knowing astrology but like sometimes it's like i just want to get into the flow and operate to the big picture of certain things but then it's like literally well, hold on, like in music, you these key changes work. Like you can't just play anything and it's all going to work out. Like there's a, there's a facilitation of time. There's certain things in dancing. There's like a certain thing you need to do to make sure this f- operates properly. So I always make this joke. Sag might have the bird's eye view over the maze, but Gemini's in the maze making the actions that we do every day to get through to the other side. So like Mars is really here to like, If you find frustration in your ego, Mars, that something's not showing up in the right way, this is your triggering element to change the way your ego is distinctifying itself. And know that like sometimes like, oh, I just need to reoperate how I'm doing that because it's trying to get you to the big picture. You know, I think I think it's really here to assist you. Can you humble your ego enough to know like maybe that way that I'm hitting the volleyball like isn't like the exact proper way to doing it you know and there's something else that will help me in a more like meticulous element that helps more effectivity in that long-term goal you know i think it's also you know a a prime time for just a lot of like multitasking as we've been saying we're kind of like collecting things um and so we might be like doing a lot of things at once without necessarily finishing all of them Mm. um and i think also something else um, about Gemini is there, it can be very inventive. So in terms of problem solving, if there's an area of your life that's that has been not kind of up to your standard in some way, wherever Gemini is, I think Mars here can get very inventive, very creative about how to go about and fix this problem. Um, and sometimes this can this like um, cleverness, I, I almost see it as like a sly little fox. Mm-hmm. Like they can kind mm-hmm. of figure out how to get into every little hole to get the food on the other side. And so there may be times and ways in which you or other people show up and are like a little bit more mischievous because Mercury is that more trickster kind of energy. Um, and so it could be helpful to also tap into the opposite archetype of Jupiter and Sagittarius to keep your integrity, um, to make sure that like, you know, you're not 
doing anything that you wouldn't want to normally do, or if you notice this in other people, this this might be the reason why, because Mars and Gemini um, may be willing to like cu- cut corners or do the thing that's not necessarily morally right to get what they want. I definitely want to address that too. Yeah, because in the South Node um, in Scorpio, you know, Mars retrograde is really checking... I don't want people to falling uh, a, a fall of their ideals or something because honestly, it's one way to get to that part in the maze is just knowing if it's still in your ethics to like get to that zone appropriately. Yeah, you'll get the the credit and blah 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 blah. But like, is it going to actually be in an effective place that is with your ideal values and of the value that you're giving to it? So if there is like an old patterning, this might like really try to re repivot that. And I do see Mars and Gemini is one of the most effective areas to get that mercurial check in reformulating a skill and perfecting it in a certain way. Because I think it's like how we're using it to communicate ourselves is the ideal. How we are communicating our ego up to here is getting a full upgrade, polished, home decor, redecorating area. And like, sometimes when it goes under construction, it doesn't look like how you want it to look, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of an element to bring to the table. Yeah. So um, I feel pretty complete. I'm sure I can keep talking forever, but is there anything else you wanted to wrap up with? You know, the one thing, though, is uh, this is very important that we didn't talk about yet, but um, Mars is going to be squaring Neptune exact through this entire retrograde. So we're going to get a lot of false details. We are not going to know, be able to see what's going to happen right now. Mars in Gemini squaring Neptune in dignified position in Pisces will be like skewed details of we won't be able to see the full truth. We're almost going to be like a horse with the blinders on having to go through our own storyboard of what things are like. So not everything is going to be like how it seems necessarily. And the way people could be depicting things is definitely making sure we don't get lost because this could be like falsifying actions that we get lost in, if not taken with some form of like honest credibility for ourselves. I think that's extremely important because it's just taking whimsical actions that may or may not be in alignment with what's truly purposeful with Neptune and with that, that's really important to note, although it is going to be training Saturn. So there is some honest integration we're going to be getting, some actual real deep integration. And then I do know that Saturn's going to go forward during this time too. So Awesome. Yeah, I guess the only thing that came to mind when you're saying that is like fighting for a certain idealism. So we may have to kind of check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. And hopefully Saturn will help us do mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much. Check us both out down below if you want a reading from us. And I hope you guys have a great day. Ciao. Bye.